Hi, welcome to Babes with Balls. A podcast for the gutsy women calling Australian sport their own. I'm Taylor. And I'm Sarah. And today in the studio we have the beautiful Joanna Weston. She's an Australian netballer and the proud owner of the Muffins of Melbourne <laughs> Instagram page. <laughs> jo, how about you introduce yourself to us? Oh yeah, so um, hello, thanks for having me. A pleasure. Uh, what do I do with myself? Well, I do play netball predominantly with the Australian Diamonds and also the Melbourne Vixens, who I've been with for the last six, six or seven years now. I'm getting on in Time sporting flies. years. Time flies. And yes, I do run the infamous Instagram page, Muffins of Melbourne. Infamous. Infamous, yes. <laughs> Can you please explain what that is? I think I'm behind the times here on this well, Instagram page. I don't and- post very frequently on it, unfortunately, but it is... Um, photos of various muffins from cafes around Melbourne, which I give pretty poor reviews of. Not actually that they're poor in terms of quality of muffins, it's just my reviews are poor. So you're a muffin raider outside love, your Yep, that's pretty much what I do with my spare time. I mean, they're just a great snack. You know, you can have them savoury, you can have them sweet, you can have them bland. But you, you bake them me. as well. Yeah, she, yeah. she just sold me. It was a good elevator pitch, pitch, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah, It was a great <laughs> elevator pitch. But for those who are just tuning in, Sarah and Joe are actually best friends. <laughs> so we're very lucky to have her in the studio. For me, I feel like a little bit of the outsider, third wheel. But hey, we'll do. We'll we had to do. work pretty hard to get this interview. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I hope you pay me after. <laughs> yeah, in muffins. Yeah, of course. <laughs> All right, well, let's dive in, shall we? So, Joey, you've just come back from a trip overseas. Talk us through what you're up to and how was it? Oh, yes. I was recently in the Cook Islands for um, a week, which was really exciting. So um, we got invited by the High Commission, the High Commission of Australia in New Zealand. So they are looking at sort of continuing to build Australia's relationship with the Pacific Islands. So we got to go and run some clinics, visit some schools. We met so many lovely people over there. And then I got to stay a couple of extra days and work on my non-existent tan, which was very I was fun. I a bit bronze. It's all real. Um, From a bottle. <laughs> well, I did just spend two days in Brisbane as well. We're currently in the off-season, so I have a lot of spare time and fortunately quite a few frequent flyer points. So I'm just spending them jetting around the country to visit all of my interstate friends, which is nice. That's beautiful. But did the whole team get to go to the Cook Islands or only a select few of you? There was three of us who ended up going, so I actually not sure. They sort of sort of went out to went out to market or went out to the group to gauge interest. And I think a few of us must have put our hands up, but... You're not one to give up a free holiday. (laughs) Definitely (laughs) not. I was holding on for dear death, calling every day saying, am I in? Am I in? I'd honestly forgotten about it because I was like, oh yeah, I'd be interested, but it was quite... It was right after our last tour of the year, so I think a few um, of my fellow teammates probably weren't that interested because they might have... They've um, Some of the older girls have been there before because there was an under-21 World Youth Cup there maybe eight years ago almost. So our older generation of Diamonds probably played in that, so they've been before. And I think a few probably already had holidays planned. So I think it was just survival of the fittest. Last women standing <laughs> got to go, but it was great. You play an influential role in the Vixens' defence. How do you lead the other ladies? Ooh, um, well, yeah, I guess I'm probably the most experienced defender in our Vixens lineup. Emily, who plays predominantly goalkeeper with me, we're a similar age, but I've been in the team for a couple of years longer than her, and we have a pretty good rapport on court and off court. We get on really well as mm-hmm. friends, which I think really helps build our connection out on court because we can really have honest conversations and give feedback, you know, whether it's abrupt, whether it's lengthy, all of those things. So, and we've had Katie Ann come in from Jamaica, so for 
for her, moving to Australia to play netball was quite a foreign concept, but she had a lot of raw talent, which has been really great to bring into our lineup. And it's obviously helped Emily and I kind of foster her as to what we expect when we're out on court defensively and also give her, you know, the own confidence to get out there and own it. We don't have time to be reassuring her that everything's going to be constantly okay. And she's come such a long way in that regard over the last three years, which is great. So you were lucky enough in your first year, you actually learned from two of the best defenders, Bianca Jatfield and also Jiba Mentor. Mm -hmm. Do you think that they have played a major role in your career? A hundred percent. Like when I was younger, I looked up to Bianca Chatfield. Like I just wanted to emulate her out on court and then to get to play alongside her um, with the Vixens in her final years of netball was pretty phenomenal. Bianca's always been a really incredible leader and she has a really great way of sort of really gauging what the team needs, but also, you know, she modifies her own game to make other people the best players they can be. And same with Jeeva. She's always been such a superstar at the back of goalkeeper and I learned a lot in um, after Bianca retired and I um, sort of attempted to fill her very large shoes out on the netball court <laughs> uh, just metaphorically I don't know what size feet <laughs> she has <laughs> literally but if you could find out and get yeah, back to us I will yeah we'll, I'll do my own research <laughs> we love it um, yeah so getting to play with Jeeva was um, in regular court time that was really amazing so um, yeah they're just both Jeeva's still playing as well she's still got I think, I think she's still got a few years left she's just springy as all things I don't know if I'll make it past 30 at this rate but we'll see yeah she's not showing any signs of slowing down is no she? it's amazing not at all <laughs> but when Bianca retired did you feel that you were ready to fill in her shoes just because you did mention like she was one of the best defenders of the time and a really great leader of the Vixens. Uh, to a degree yeah I think being able to slot in with Jeeva was really helpful and I think in turn that probably made Jeeva take more of the leadership role which she probably hadn't done when Bianca was out on court so it gave her the opportunity to foster a new relationship and yeah I think I'd sort of been phased in towards the tail end of the year before Bianca retired and you could see that that was their succession planning but you know any opportunity you get out on court you just got to take it with two hands. Yeah exactly and you've grown up with so many any of those girls and obviously I'm in a privileged position here sorry Tay to have seen you grow up with so many of these girls having played for so long but it's an interesting dynamic particularly in the last few years um, certainly that I've seen but the world has seen the netball world has seen where you're all playing for your individual teams and then you're competing against each other to make the diamonds team what's it like having that dynamic of competing against your teammates to get into the Australian team yeah it's it's pretty odd um, I guess when you look at the Australian netball team, there's only 12 spots and it's one of the most highly participated sports in Australia. So it's pretty competitive to get a spot on the team. I guess fortunately for me, even amongst the Vixens girls, like Emily and I are very good friends, but we do play different positions. So she plays predominantly goalkeeper and I play predominantly goal defence. So I think it kind of helps a little bit to segregate when we're not competing directly for the same spot. But I know a lot of um, other teammates who have really good friends who play in opposition so maybe like in the Collingwood Magpies and if they play in the same position there, they're going to be going up direct competition to get into the team in for selection. So it's pretty tough, but it's been that way for so long now that you kind of get used to it over time. Yeah, is it sort of the elephant in the room or is it pretty open? People talk about it and you all just acknowledge what's going on? Yeah, it's always going to be a pretty tough situation. Like when selection comes, like, you know, you talk yourself 
you talk yourself out of it. You think I'm not going to get picked. I'm not going to get picked to try and lower your expectations. And then in my case, when you do get selected, which is, you know, it's the way the, the grass sort of grows sometimes, you go, oh my God, yes. And then if you're on the flip side of that, you downplayed, you downplayed and you're always, you know, you're expecting the worst, but hoping really deep down for the best news to come. And yeah, it's pretty difficult for those who end up not getting selected because a lot of them get asked to come along as our extended training partners too. So when we went away to the World Cup, pretty much all of the girls who were next in line for selection get asked to come along and be a training partner, which is a really difficult spot to be in because obviously if someone does get injured, you'd be next in, but it's really tough to see a team sort of training towards something that you desperately wanted to be a part of. So when playing for the Melbourne Vixens, do you ever feel the pressure of being one of those 12 selected for the Australian Diamonds? Uh, To a degree. I mean, it's different in terms of playing week in, week out. And international netball has slightly different rules to what we play with the Melbourne Vixens. But yeah, this year probably wasn't the best season I've had domestically. But I do, for me, I guess when you look at selection, they look at how your form is, but they also look about how how you match up against potential international opponents. So that's a really big factor into what they look at at selection too and how you work with teammates who aren't in your team who you don't play with. So Courtney, who I play predominantly with at the Diamonds, she plays for the West Coast Fever, so we don't play domestically together. So you started your career in the Vixens Premiership year in Mm. 2014. How's your game changed since you started? And did you feel the (laughs) pressure of actually starting in the Vixens Premiership year? Not really. I barely really played in that first year I was in the team. So I'd come um, from two years of living in Canberra at the Australian Institute of Sport and after I'd been a part of the Australian Under-21 team for a couple of years. So, yeah, it was pretty exciting. I mean, you come into a team and you win a Premiership straight away and since then we haven't had any success like that, which is something we're still working towards as a group. But um, for me, it was just an amazing experience and, like, I couldn't believe I'd finally, I'd seen, a lot of my other friends when I was living in Canberra the year before so some people only spent one year get off of contracts and move into state to to go and play for teams and it just always seemed sort of out of my grasp when I finally got the opportunity it was quite surreal. You say that you haven't had any success, but I would like to rebut that. <laughs> no, you didn't say no success, but no success. I'm the first like speaker that. for the affirmative team. <laughs> I yeah. actually read your uh, player profile, and you've done a lot. Yeah, well, we have, yeah. In the well, last five years. you've had so in the last, particularly last two years, you've had a silver medal mm. in the Commonwealth Games and a silver medal in the World Cup. Now, you and I particularly have had some interesting conversations about how you may not view that as success, and I completely mm. understand that from an outsider's perspective that seems bizarre to me but to you you've dedicated your entire life to this and you're away from all of us your friends and family so often and giving up your weekends and it's your world at the moment explain to us how it feels to have such a high and and then for you there's been times where it's been such a low yeah the last so I guess when we look at domestically I guess premiership success is what you sort of work towards as a team and winning a premiership is really hard in terms of of like you look at it it's much more difficult at AFL because there's more finals but to go through an entire season with everything hopefully going well and then for us we've really struggled when it comes to finals at the Vixens since we won that premiership in 2014 but for Australian netball you look at the pinnacle events which is Com Games and the World Cup and they only come around um, they both rotate on four-year cycles and we've lost both of those by one goal this year and last year so it's pretty tough pill to swallow especially because Australia's been reigning champions in both of those for the last maybe 10 or so years. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, both experiences have been amazing. Like the Commonwealth Games last year is unlike, especially playing in one and home soil, which is something players, I mean, most athletes, Olympics or Commonwealth Games don't really get to experience unless you it falls in the cycle and the time that you are an athlete uh, worthy of selection. It was just amazing. What is it like representing Australia in your chosen sport? Uh, it's it's still quite hard to articulate. Every time we get a phone call about selection, I'm always very nervous. And when it comes to bigger events, you never know. Sometimes the coach wants to swing different ways in terms of bringing in more experience or bringing in, you know, fresh players who have shown really great form. Mm. So you never know quite where you stand. But yeah, I mean, I've just come off the back of our Constellation Cup tour where we play four games against New Zealand. And where you they ju- won! Which we won! <laughs> you Thank God. You secured your seventh straight consolation. Yes, it was looking a bit uh, no touch and go there for a while. <laughs> Just for everyone listening, the Diamonds won against New Zealand. New Zealand Silver Ferns, 53 goals to 46 in Perth. Yeah, so that was, um, that was a really good game to finish off what has been a pretty long and eventful year of netball. Got to meet the Prime Minister, which is really great. Oh, Skoma, wow. he was there at the netball, waving his scarf around. Oh yeah, he was he was good in his support. Green, didn't he? Yeah, he got a he got a personalized top and I was like, I don't even have one of those and I'm in the team. So <laughs> you've been in the team for like five years. He got a lot of airtime on the coverage as well. I have mm. to say I felt like I saw Scomo more than I saw you on that game, but But yeah, he do have, he does have two young daughters both of which play netball, so it's kind of sweet. Yeah, it's to great. see them coming along and hoping that maybe one day they might get to be a diamond too. Well, that's beautiful. It's <laughs> touching. I want to be a diamond. So you only just won that in October. Mm-hmm. What was the feeling like? Oh, I think it was, yeah, it was obviously elation, but a little bit of relief. I mean, we had lost that World Cup to New Zealand by one goal and in the length of the series, we'd also lost two games by one goal as well. So they um, are sort of looking, that all happened in slightly different circumstances. One, we've been ahead. One, we've um, been trying to come back from quite a large deficit. And then we had a whole week from the last game in Sydney, or the second last game in Sydney, to our final game in Perth. And we never really have that long between test matches. So um, I think we were just kind of raring to get out there and play the last game. And yeah, it was really great. Unfortunately, we didn't get to have much of a celebration after the last game because everyone flew home because we played at 10 o'clock in the morning for broadcast so daylight savings and they put you on the red eye now don't they even if you play late at night bloody uh, media oh, so <laughs> we, did, we didn't fly out on the um the red eye but we didn't get to have a little bit of like a celebration siesta but it had been quite a long tour though i think people were looking forward to getting back home yeah exactly starting the off season so as a very bubbly person and you certainly have and I'm not trying to pump up your tyres here, trust me, but you do have a pretty big social media presence. And as far as <laughs> as far as far the Diamonds um, media presence goes, you've got one of the bigger ones and you've got a um, partnership deal with Nissan mm-hmm. and you do, what was the other one? Uh, um, I'm sponsored by Puma. Puma. Yeah. And a new one yet oh, to yeah, be look, announced. I'm wearing, yeah, I know. Accidentally, I'm wearing leggings and <laughs> runners by Puma that she gave me. And well, That's shout what out to Puma. Shout out to Puma. If you want to sponsor, sponsor us. <laughs> dressed by Joe Weston. <laughs> I didn't even do it deliberately. But anyway, I digress. So as such a bubbly person who keeps finding yourself more and more in the spotlight, which you do, how do you handle that? Because there's a lot of, if you look at, say, your Instagram page, there is a lot of young girls commenting, you're my favourite netballer, I love you, you know, all of that, which is, I'm sure, lovely. 
But how do you cope with that? I mean, we still go out on the weekends and we have normal lives. Do we? <laughs> how do we? Oh, well, not in season we don't. No. We all bunker down for Joe. <laughs> <laughs> but how do you deal with that? I suppose you're, you're a role model now. How do you deal with that? Yeah, it's kind of, it's always interesting because um, I don't get recognised that frequently, um, which is kind of nice. So we get to live somewhat under the radar in comparison, I think, to every single AFL player that lives in Melbourne, which is a real luxury. Um, But it's always really nice to meet people who play netball. And I think they kind of get that we um, are normal people. Even you're if not we that no, well, that's a you know you're that's a subjective <laughs> term. In the Commonwealth Games, that is definitely normal. No, There's but a few underlying I mean, issues here. Yeah, <laughs> I like to think I'm a relatively normal 25 year old to a degree, um, except the fact that I have a very interesting job. So it's really nice meeting people. It's always a bit like I've met some girls like in the toilets of like gigs and things like that, which I always find quite comical. Most people don't want to come up and say hello unless they're like slightly inebriated, especially if they're our age because I feel like they probably get a bit awkward and they can see, you know, that I'm just enjoying being out with friends and they would be like, oh, we probably wouldn't want to bother her. But I like it when people bother me. It's nice. Yeah. Well, Except- I just brought up your Instagram page. Oh, yeah. Joe underscore Weston. That's me. Uh, those Chuck me a follow. Chuck her a follow. But you put almost 30,000 followers and that is not normal. Is it? That's, that's growing. <laughs> There's a lot of puns there as well. It really increases. Like, sorry, yeah. whoa. It's really increased recently, the I'll amount to... of puns and interesting. Like, there was a while there where you were putting little emojis over yeah, your Yeah, I don't do that and... anymore. I used to Photoshop a lot of photos in my first few years <laughs> of the Vixens. I've kind of out, I don't know, I feel like because it's not, like, memes is such a thing now. Maybe I'll make memes. <laughs> we we'll we'll get some Instagram content after this. Yeah. Maybe you can. Because um... I purposely matched my shoes, my socks with oh, my shirt. you did too. <laughs> You've dressed up more than I but have. Talking about the, the whole social media presence, do you ever feel pressured on what you post? Oh, maybe a little bit. I try and keep it um, relatively... Not clean cut, um, but obviously my I can see the statistics on my following and it is predominantly young girls. So they are pretty impressionable, as we all know, and I, we were probably pretty impressionable when we were their age as well. So I do try and keep it, um, I don't know, just true to myself. I don't post as much as I used to because, I don't know, I just don't feel the need. But, um, yeah, I like putting out things when we're on tour, which people might not see. I feel like that's what's most interesting to people. They like seeing, you know, behind the scenes. I'm just about to get some film photos back from the Con Cups. I'll probably chuck Ooh. up some of those. Um, when I the Cook Islands, which were nice. Yeah, that was quite fun. So, yeah, I try and keep it relatively lighthearted. And then when I do do, like, partnership posts, we they normally work with me as to what I would want out of them. So they let me have a bit of input into the creative direction, I say in inverted commas. Not a visual media medium, but, you know. That's well, it's good that you you sort of managed in a lot of your posts to keep that personality. And they mm. even do it um, in the team more broadly. They do it at the netball. They have Weston's Word of the Week. And, oh, yeah. Um, so that's interesting. I mean, people certainly know your quirky personality. <laughs> not sure if that's coming back next year. We um we have a new media team, so unsure if they will. Let's continue. bring it back. I'll, I'll do it back. DIY. I'll have we'll it. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it direct to the. I'll do it direct on my page. Have you got a word of the week this week? Oh, you got a little special little tidbit for us, exclusive to our listeners. Nope. A bit of an inspirational <laughs> quote. <laughs> what's your What's your favourite word this week? What's my favourite word this week? You've gone rogue, Sarah. I know. Yeah, I know. You, you didn't send me these questions before. What about um, menagerie? Do you like that word? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I like things that are French. 
Oh, beautiful. What is words? Am I meant to know what that means? Yeah, I was like, this, I was just like shaking my head and smiling. Hopefully, you guys didn't look at me. And what is me menagerie? It's like it's kind of like what a zoo. You could be like, oh, it's a menagerie in here. I think. Should we oh. Google it? Is there that it? Is. Google it. Live Googling. Live Google. I'm pretty sure. Well, there it. we go. While Sarah live Googles that, I have been always wondering. How do you get us selected to actually represent the Australian Diamonds? Is it tryouts or is it based on the season with the Melbourne Vixens? We don't have, yeah, we don't have trials per se. So every time we play with the Vixens and we do have squad camps, uh, we're sort of up for selections and the selectors come and watch. Um, Yeah, we have I know. (laughs) Oh, we've got our Google. (laughs) What does it mean? Narration. Yeah, I know. A collection. <laughs> a collection of wild animals kept in captivity for exhibition. Oh, we love that. That's oh, fun, isn't it? That's us right now in the That studio. makes you sound like a bit of a sicko. <laughs> no, so if you, I would use it, if I was to use it in a sentence, i.e. on Westerns Weather Week, like say you walk into like a cafe on like Saturday morning at like 10 a.m. and there's like kids and there's people everywhere, you'd be like, oh, it's like a menagerie in here. Oh, yeah, okay, that's good. <laughs> so it's just like a zoo. I love that. Yeah, but, but selection-wise, we don't have um, group trials. We do occasionally have camps in the lead-up to things, which are kind of trials, but and we do a lot of match play in those, but we're always up. For selection, really, like any time we play, any time we step out on court. Yeah, because I was saying, what happens in those squad camps when the selectors are watching, you have an off day? Because surely that is common Mm. in a career to have an off day. (laughs) Well, like when we had the squad camp in the middle of the year before we went to the World Cup, actually, I don't remember when it was now. It must have been in pre-season. I was playing like a whole lot of goalkeeper and I was like, oh my God, they're not going to select me. Like I never play goalkeeper. Mm. Like I never play goalkeeper. And I was like, what am I doing back here? I was playing it. I was like, this is the first time I've, well, actually, I got to play goalkeeper when we went away in January for Australia. And that was the first time I played goalkeeper an entire year. And they're like, all right, go and play it at an international level. I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Didn't end that well. Uh, so, like, during the trials, I was like, oh, shit, maybe they're looking. And I was like, maybe I'm not going to get picked. But it, they were just, I think, attempting, like, they were rotating through players a bit more. You're like a star of the Vixens and you were named Melbourne Vixens player of the finals in 2017. Mm-hmm. What was that feeling like? Yeah, well, as I said earlier, we haven't really had a lot of final success since that year in 2014. That year in 2017 is similar to what happened this year where we made um, what is the semi final. So it's the one before the big the big dance um, to lose um, and like we just performed really badly in 2017. I played quite well apparently because I got player of the finals. Um, I don't know what everyone else was doing. (laughs) Yeah and same um, this year like we we seem to do okay defensively but in our attack end it just all falls apart for us which is pretty disappointing so that year we ended up top of the ladder and then lost and then lost whereas this year we won the first final to get through and then we got smashed up in Sydney by the Swifts who were the eventual premiers which is a slight uh, tip of the hat I guess but yeah it's something we'll probably go away and have a really you know long look at um, in the lead up to pre-season for next year well, we've got plenty of time so now that you've done it quite a few times like we won't say that you've choked no. but it's been like pretty disheartening considering you guys were on top of the ladder oh yeah how will you actually get motivated for next season I'm yeah, it's... Sorry, I put you on the spot here, haven't I? You don't need to go into... I don't want to throw any yeah. of my teammates under the bus because, but we'll probably all do a little bit of individual work on that and that is something that will be asked of us from the coaching staff and expected, whether it's from a psychological point of view, whether it's from a conditioning point of view, all of those things to make sure that we are doing all the one percenters to hopefully at least get us back into finals next year and then once it's there, anything can happen. Well, it's absolutely not like the wheels completely fell off. It's been the two 
biggest games you guys have had, mm. the losses that you're referring to have been one goal losses. So it's not like there's this huge, you know, as you said, it's not choking. Mm. It's just a different approaching oh, yeah. finals differently, I suppose. Mm. And it's almost like, in my opinion, and I'm sure you have an opinion on this, but it's all like anyone could have won but either of those games. I really don't think that it was a standout from the other teams in either game. Yeah, I know. It's always really tough. It's kind of weird because you'd always, like, it might seem odd to people who might not play sport, but I would always prefer to lose by, like, 20 goals and get, like, completely obliterated than to lose by one because when you only lose by one you end up second guessing every single moment that Mm. happens out on court because that's what could have been the difference so yeah I mean well we've been working on it from a diamond's point of view and we've done they'll do like all the reviews and you know go through all of the procedures to make sure that it doesn't happen again but who knows it might but hopefully it doesn't and hopefully I get to be in the team Mm. when the next Commonwealth Games roll around which is only in it'll come around quickly it'll be in 20... 22. So. Oh my gosh, it certainly doesn't look like you, that you're going to be slowing down anytime soon, though you're absolutely taking it by storm. We've got to finish up. We do have one last question. Mm-hmm. What's next for you? Ooh, what's next for me? Well, I'm still signed with the Vixens for another year, so I'll be staying put in Melbourne, which is very exciting. Um, I'm, we're just about to have our AGM, so I'm Vice President of the Players Association, which is something I really enjoy now that I'm no longer working because I used to have a job alongside playing netball. And just a bit more downtime. We, um, we've we still got a few weeks off. I'm currently in the midst of renovating a new place I moved into. Yeah, you've just bought your first house. I know. Yeah. I took it. I took a doorknob off today and I got air conditioning installed. Oh, that's exciting. And I've got a new I've got a new oven, which I was driving around with the oven in the back of my car because I needed two people to lift it. This is have you got it out? Living alone. Yeah, the people who installed the air conditioning. <laughs> but I was just continuing Snapchat to people. They say, it's getting hot in here. <laughs> it's not the oven, it's me. You did mention before when you, <laughs> you had a bit of a sneaky wink there, which we <laughs> love. Whilst you walked in, you did say that you've got a few special pets. Tell me about that. I'm a pet lover. I know everyone out there loves pets. Tell us about your babies. They're featured a lot. On your Instagram page. I know. Give a little bit of an introduction. I have um, a pet dog called Billy. She's an Australian Shepherd. She is very cute and she's also the devil incarnate. <laughs> and then we have a family Satan. cat, <laughs> which I'm currently looking after called Zoe, who used to feature a lot on my Instagram page. But since I got Billy, she's really fallen by the wayside. I really have a favourite. You um, definitely have a favourite. I've only seen Billy on yours. It's like serious rejection. Yeah, but people love dog content more than cat content. So I'm just giving the people what they want. And also, I don't live with the cat. Um, um, so that makes, a little, yeah, that makes it a little bit hard to, to make it work. I'd have to make a special visit just to put her on my Instagram stories. But you know what? I'm going to feed her tonight, so maybe I will. Well, Billy <laughs> demands much more attention. Mm, exactly. She is ridiculous. She's gorgeous. She's very cute. But, yep. Joe, thank you so much for coming into the studio. Really appreciate <laughs> That's it. That's okay. And, like, we just can't wait just to see where Netball takes you. As Sarah said, big things are ahead of you. Hopefully. Who knows? Of course they are. Thank you, Joey. No, thanks for having me. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Babes with Balls. We're Taylor and Sarah and you can follow us on Instagram at babeswithballs underscore podcast to keep up to date with all of our most recent episodes. Thanks, guys. Bye. See you soon.